Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of our Winning Women podcast. We're so excited to be back this week after taking last week off. And as usual, I'm Madison Morris, joined with Christine Butterfield. And we're so excited for this episode. It's unlike any other episode we've had before. I told you guys it would be great, and it was worth the wait. We are joined by Alana Kotz, and she is uh, in the Air Force. And so that's really badass. It's super awesome. And we have her on just to talk about her role within the military, what she does with uh, the Air Force, and just all of the badass stuff that comes along with that. So Alana, welcome in. Thank you so much for being here, and we're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, so as Madison was saying, I'm Alana Kotz. Uh, I'm an officer in the United States Air Force, um, a cyber officer. Uh, I've been in for about seven years now, going on seven and a half to eight. <laughs> Uh, who's really keeping track. Um, <laughs> and I am currently in the role of a, uh, I'm in a career broadening position. So I'm the operations officer for recruiting squadron. So what that means is I, I basically just get to track production um, for our recruiters and advise our commander on if we need to make any changes or um how efficiently the squadron you know production is going so it's a lot of fun the air yeah. force is something that has always been super interesting to me i have a friend from back home who is um kind of getting into that right now and it's just so intriguing to me to figure out like how can you do this on a regular basis and i know that you're probably more on the pr personnel side right now but can you just kind of go over what training was like and how you kind of got into it being or having this be your career path in the first place? Yeah. Um, so I decided I wanted to join while I was in college. Um, and so I joined ROTC, which is the Reserved Officer Training Corps. Um, and it was basically, they brought you in, you went to uh, your detachment twice a week um, for classes and uh, leadership lab, which basically just taught you about the ins and outs of military life um, as an officer, how to march, which we don't really do in the actual <laughs> military. That's just for training. Um, it's a misconception I think a lot of people have that like we actually all march everywhere we go on base. <laughs> um, we walk like normal people. <laughs> um, and so you basically just learn all of that. Um, First two years, I just learned about being in the military. Between my second and third year, I went through this uh, training camp, military training camp called field office or field training, um, where they basically put you through the ringer and put you through different leadership problem scenarios um, to see how you would actually react in them. Um, and then after that, I became a, uh, basically an advisor for the newer cadets coming through who wanted to join. Um, and so that was pretty much the training on how I started with the military. And then once I actually joined, um, I went through job training to be a cyber officer. So they taught me the ins and outs of cyber. To be honest, I had actually no idea um, about anything computer related or cyber related before I joined. Uh, I was kind of just dropped into that career field. Um, they really gave me all the tools I needed to be successful. So that was pretty cool. 
That's yeah. awesome. No, I love all that. I, I feel like I learned so much about like anytime we have a different guest on, I don't know a lot about what they do. So it's really cool to like hear their backstory. It's cool to hear, you know, what they can get involved with and how that helps evolve their career path down the road and just different stuff like that. So I'm just like absorbing everything you're saying right now, just learning more about the military because I was telling Christine before we got on here, I don't really know a lot. And so this is always just like a, it's a good like schooling almost. So it, I, I just think that's so great that you get to be involved with all of that. And um, you kind of touched on it a little, you said you got very intrigued by joining the military in college. Was there anything certain that really stood out about doing that? Um, what kind of prompted you and acted as a catalyst to go ahead and join the armed services and just do your duties? Um, so, I mean, in college, I got a, an email from a recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> it piqued my interest because, okay, so short answer, easy answer. Um, you get paid to travel the world uh, and learn new skills. I mean, that's kind of the dream, right? Like who doesn't want that? That's pretty badass in itself. Um, but on top of that, I really wanted to make a difference. Um, I knew I would one day be uh, raising my children in America and um, I wanted to be able to like be proud to say, hey, I actually helped um, and served our country. You know, I, I was part of this, you know, great free, like the freedoms that we have here. Uh, so that was pretty badass. And then the ability to like make a difference and change or impact somebody's life in a positive manner, you know, like you run into so many different types of people in the military. We have like an entire gamut of people from all, uh, walks of life. Um, and so not only do I get to learn about them or not only when I was thinking about this, would I have gotten to learn about them? Um, but maybe like change their perspective on various things. So I grew up abroad. Um, I grew up in Hong Kong and I, uh, was surrounded by a melting pot of different cultures and, um, coming to the U S I realized that there are, there can be certain biases. So I came to the US in 06, which was right after 9-11. Um, we were kind of like coming back up from 9-11, right? And um, I think there are a lot of negative biases about like the Muslim uh, religion and, and, you know, just different cultures in general. And I had a lot of friends who were Muslim and I just wanted to maybe educate or change just one person's mind, you know? So that's why I wanted to join. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, that's an incredible reason. Cause I mean, I feel like everyone has a great backstory as to why they decided to go into the military, but just hearing you say that you feel so passionate about making a difference in this world and being able to point to something and say like, I helped with this specific thing and I did this. And this is how um, you can look at the entire country and see how many other people are helping other people as well how much have you been able to bond with the people in the military for that? Like are, who around you do you surround yourself with that kind of have the same like-mindedness as you and you really feel like are pushing towards a better future? Um, so it's funny you say that because everybody, <laughs> one thing that I really love about being in the military and this is going to sound like an ad and I apologize. I swear I'm not trying <laughs> to, you 
really surround yourself with like-minded people. Like everybody in the military has a similar value. The military, you know, it's like excellence in all we do, service with for self and integrity, right? Integrity first. Those are our core values. And every single person I've met um, in the military has that as well. So it's really exciting to talk with people like that because they're so open to hearing different opinions. You can have those conversations with people who are on the complete opposite spectrum of you and have different ideas than you. And you can really learn a lot from them or from each other. And so that's pretty cool. And not only that, um, it's kind of like a family. So you, I get to have those conversations with people. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the road um, with my team and we literally just randomly happen upon like a different topic that um, they've changed my mind on something or I've at least learned something from them or vice versa. So it's really cool. It's really cool to be a part of that. I think that's awesome. Anywhere that you can be in a place of work and feel like you have a family environment, I think that is so crucial, not only to our growth in our career field, but also just to our mental health in general. And so I love that you talk about that because I have a few other friends who are in military and they have done that in the past or they're thinking about doing that now. And that's a big thing that stands out to them is just that family environment, always being surrounded by people who have, you know, a common goal. You guys all have a common denominator and just things line up. And that's what really makes it very cohesive. And so you were talking a little bit earlier just about how you get to travel and you get to experience all these new things. Has there been uh, anywhere that you've gone so far during your duty that you're just like, that place was awesome. That experience was amazing. It really makes, you know, all the hard work that goes into this worth it. Uh, just anything that stands out like that? Yeah. So my previous job, I was, I was a cyber project engineer. So I basically designed um, the communications infrastructure. Uh, and I got to travel all around the world for that. And we went to South Korea and I went with a team of 16, team of 16. I was one of two officers, then the rest were our uh, subject matter experts and um, technicians basically. And uh, we traveled from city to city all over South Korea building up these collocated operating bases, building their communications infrastructure. So they literally had no comm infrastructure for the Air Force military side. Um, they were, uh, we, we shared the base with the Korean forces as well. And it was so cool to see what we were doing and the impact that we would have um, for the future of our services out there, you know? Um, I just, yeah, I think that was like a pretty big deal. And this was right when we were a little scared about what, you know, what uh, Kim Jong-un would do. And so, <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> He's <yeah>. crazy. <laughs> At that time. Yeah. Yeah. So to know that, like, if we needed to, those bases could be fully operational in time um, based on what we did out there. Like, that was so badass. And I left that... Um, project feeling pretty rejuvenated that's that's so awesome that you can like just point to such a specific project and really feel like that you made a difference and you've kind of felt fulfilled in that moment like 
that was serving a purpose for you. People will know this, but before we kind of started recording this podcast, we were just talking a little bit about your experience. And then, you know, you're saying, oh yeah, you know, Air Force, Best Force. And so <laughs> I just want to give you the time to tell everyone what makes the Air Force <laughs> so much better than everyone else <laughs> why you fell in love with it and just let you kind of tell everyone why you think that the air force is truly the place to be um so firstly uh as a female um i have gotten so much support in the air force i mean just in general in the military i mean it's fairly equal when it comes to males and females and um how you are treated uh, I think it's getting better. I mean, it definitely wasn't that way in the past, but it's we're moving in the right direction. And the Air Force has taken leaps and bounds um, to ensure that females in general are taken care of. Um, so we have better benefits. Um, okay. In general. Yes. First, out, out the gate goes and better benefits. <laughs> Much better benefits. I mean, if you go to an Air Force base and then an Army base or a Marine base or a Navy base, um, I guarantee you, you're going to want to go back to the Air Force base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the quality of life, really. I've never been in the Army or the Marines or the Navy, but I do hold fast to the belief that the Air Force prioritizes family above all else. So they prioritize your personal life. They want to take care of the people before the mission. The mission is very important, but it's mission first, but people always, you know? Well, I thought you did such a good job pivoting with that question because what I want to really get into, this is the Winning Women podcast, and we love to highlight women. That's what we created this podcast for. And so I think that, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we've never had someone on who is in the military and they're serving our country. And I think it's such... A common thought that people think about. I mean, obviously, I never have known for sure. I have not served. Um, and I greatly admire all men and women that do serve. And I think that people have this idea that, you know, the military, it can be male dominated. You know, we've had people who work in sports on and we've had women who are coaching high school and college basketball and different sports like that. And, you know, stuff like that can be so male dominated and people can think about it. And I love what you said earlier about you know, especially in the Air Force, it is very, you know, even playing grounds and people are treated very fairly there. And just overall, I wanted to see, or I wanted to ask you to elaborate on that a little bit and just, you know, why or what instances have you seen within your time serving at the Air Force where you feel like things have been very equal and you said that it's progressing. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that a little bit more. I think that's fantastic to hear. And I know that I, I'm so happy to hear that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we just have our, uh, just recently, um, our first chief of, or our first uh, senior enlisted person is a female, Chief Joanne Bass, uh, which is fantastic, right? Um, I mean, that's leaps and bounds ahead of like what we ever thought would be possible a few years ago, right? Yeah. Um, so they're like, they're creating so many like opportunities for women in the military. We have female generals, um, more and more keep coming each day. I mean, it is a predominantly male force, which I think is why the numbers are higher 
um, for senior leaders uh, in the military to be male. But as we get more females who come into the military, they are like progressing and reaching those higher areas. When our performance reports go up for review to see whether or not, you know, we um, qualify for a promotion or not, they don't look at gender. That's not even a factor. It's literally just your performance. And we have like, we have female pilots. We have female fighter pilots. Um, we have female SEER instructors, um, which is, do you know, do you know what SEER is? I don't know. Do not. So, in yes. <laughs> um, it's survival, evasion, resistance, and escape. And so, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so we have female SEER instructors, which literally people teach, they literally teach people, male and female, how to survive if they're ever captured um, in enemy territory. I mean, how badass is that? That's badass. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. We have females who serve in special ops um, teams. I mean, it's just progressed so far. Um, and on top of that, I've never, in my personal experience, I've never felt excluded or disrespected because of my gender. And I've worked with predominantly males. So for example, when I went to South Korea, like I mentioned earlier, my team, I split up. So we split the team up into two. And so I was leading a team of seven males. And not once was I like, did I ever feel disrespected? Not once did they ever, you know, make derogatory, derogatory remarks towards me. Or even when I'm out with my male colleagues, you know, I can sometimes just be the only female and I don't even realize it. It's just, it's a very inclusive environment um, that like they've created. I don't know. I think, of course, no organization is perfect. There are still some improvements that can be made, but I believe we are working towards that and we are definitely moving towards it in the Air Force specifically, <laughs> but <laughs> military as a whole as well. Um, our senior leaders have made that a topic for discussion and a topic that needs to be affected. And so I think that because of that and because of that attention, we are definitely moving to an even more equal uh, environment, Yay. if that makes sense. No, I love it. Oh yeah, I, I'm so happily surprised that that's kind of what you have felt like your experience has been with the Air Force because I would have honestly kind of assumed the opposite. And so just to hear that, um, the military as a whole, but specifically the Air Force has made big strides into making sure that women feel equal there and that they're doing their part to make sure that there is no um, just feeling of, you know, like not being included, feeling like they're being treated differently when they shouldn't be. And the fact that you said that when you guys get those performance reviews for if you can get a promotion, the fact that they don't even look at gender, I think speaks volumes for that department, because I know a lot of businesses in America, which I mean, I'm not saying the military is a business by any means, but I know a lot of businesses in America would probably look at whether someone is a woman or a male because of, you know, like if they want to, you know, have children down the line or just kind of take that into consideration instead of just saying who's the best person for the job. So I think that's great. And the fact that there are so many women in powerful positions in the Air Force, again, I think speaks so highly of the military and the Air Force as well. So with that being said, what are your kind of plans for the future with the military? Like, do you, what kind of 
trajectory do you see this career going for you? Do you have really high goals of where you want to go? Do you look at one of the females up there and say, I want to be like her in five years? Tell us. <laughs> um, I wish I could say that. Um, I'm more of the mindset of I'm going to stay in for as long as I'm having fun, which I think is honestly still pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I do ever get to be in a position of command where I get to lead an entire wing, um, so I become a wing commander and I, I can have that impact, oh my goodness, that would be fantastic. But I'm of the mindset personally that, you know, I can't really ever tell what's going to happen in the future. Three years ago, I didn't know I would be in this position. So I cannot say like three to five years from now, I don't know where I would be or what I will be doing, but I know that if I were to stay in the military, I, I would be happy and feel fulfilled. I think that's awesome. No, that's great because I think with, you know, the changing times and just how people, um, they want to, you know, have that ambition to test out new things and do things that make them happy and make them feel fulfilled. I think, you know, it's hard to plan down the road nowadays. I mean, I have no idea what I want to do in the next three to five years. My plan changes every single day, but I also think that's exciting because you never know what's going to come your way. The world is changing so fast. I think my internal thoughts and my heart changes so fast about what I'm super passionate about. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a bad thing. And people are like, wow, you should really get your thoughts together. But I view it as more of like an exciting and it's exhilarating and you get to really test the waters, especially while you're young and all three of us are in our twenties. So it's just, it's fun to be able to see what you can get yourself into kind of get, you know, your feet wet in a couple of different places. And it adds on to your life experience. And honestly, Alana, you said you've been in for like seven to eight years. That's way more than I will ever serve in my life. So like power to you, you should be so proud of yourself. And before we wrap it up, I wanted to and kind of give you the floor and just talk about, you know, your pride and what you've been able to do so far, all of the people that you've been able to meet and just, you know, what does that mean for you personally as Alana Cots, not as Air Force Alana Cots, but just as an individual, as a human being and someone who just has passion for life, just talk about the pride that you have and what you've been able to do so far. My gosh, I've grown so much um, since I joined. I've, I've really like, met a lot of people who have, I think, changed my life for the better. It's just interesting because when you join, you have a specific goal or you have a specific thought. Um, oh, I just want to travel or, oh, I just want to um, get away from this one location or this one place. Or, you know, you meet so many people who have those mindsets and to really see them grow, um, especially for me, uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of being able to lead um, a, a solid group of people throughout my career, just, you know, in general, and to see their mindsets change from, oh, I'm just, you know, I want to get out next year, I'm going to get out and I'm going to leave and do something else and, and just see how, just what, what they've been able to accomplish and what they've learned and how they've grown. Um, I think that's been the most rewarding for me. I mean, the people like in any position or in any job, like, or place, the people really make it right. And so to see that and to see that you were be you were able to like, maybe push them towards a certain thing that they really wanted. And you helped out with that. 
I mean, that's just, gosh, that just is, it's such a big thing. Um, and that really makes my heart happy. So uh, that's amazing that you found that with, with, you know, the air force and with the military, like, that's just so great that you have this pride and this love for everyone that you're around and everyone you work with. But before we get out of here, we always give our guests just a time in this podcast to get a message out there that they feel like isn't being said. So if you feel like there's something you need to get off your chest or something you would like the people to kind of hear today as they're driving to work or, you know, like just getting the groceries, you're more than welcome to leave that message right here. I think it's just uh, follow your heart. I think that's, that would be my thing. Um, Follow your heart. Mine led me to the military uh, and it led me to these incredible experiences and yours could lead you to a different state or a different job or whatever job you're in or whatever. But um, if you're competing between your heart and your mind, I'd say follow your heart because with that, you won't ever really um, be able to look back and regret it, you know? Cause you knew you were doing what you were doing with everything that you had. So that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, this was so good. Literally shout out to all the women out there in the military, whether it be the Navy, the air force, anything that you're doing out there, just thank you so much for your service. Thank you for everything that you've done. Alana, thank you for your service. Thank you for your time on this podcast today. I am just, I'm so excited. I loved hearing your story. I love getting to sit down with Christine every week and then welcoming in a new guest and just getting to talk about some awesome kick-ass stuff that women are doing out there. And I love that we get to bring a story to this platform uh, almost every week. So Lana, seriously, thank you so much. We appreciate you immensely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) You guys are badass women. So, oh my gosh. Thank you. Thanks. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I guess we will wrap up this podcast and then we will talk to you guys next week. For myself and Christine Butterfield, we say goodbye.